vent. Okay. No. <laughs> Your event is starting. No, it's and not. we're live. What is up, guys? No, it's Sunday, the nineteenth of November, and this is the Snappy Tech Podcast, episode number twenty. We have two extra special guests. We have the wonderful Emily Hester. Say hello. Hello, 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 hello. And we have the the decent Paul Stubbers, which actually, in my defence, <laughs> is a better compliment than I gave you last time. So it's, it's actually going up. Yeah. You are still reminding me of the start of QI. Just Eventually, like, I, I, I am Alan Davis. Eventually, I will um, refer to you as the all right Paul Stubbers, and that'll be... <laughs> But not it's too okay. shabby, Paul Stubbington. Uh, I've just realised. I think the background is a, like a couple of pixels off. Is it? Let's see if that fixes it. However, it is the podcast number twenty. I want to start with some news that isn't tech-related. Um, it's actually completely unrelated to the, oh. the tech <laughs> landscape. It's related to this podcast, though. I just want to make a quick announcement. That I um, so I mentioned this at the end of the last episode, but I want to mention it at the start of this one, um, which is that next Sunday, this time next week, I will actually be on a plane uh, traveling to Georgia, where I am moving for the next three months, and it is terrifying. I am terrified. <laughs> um, the in- the intention is to spend the next three months there. I have. A PC that I'm taking with me along with my webcam and my audio equipment and all that jazz um, so we will be doing the podcast from Georgia um, but yeah that'll be as of next week the podcast will also move up in time slot like, I, I make it sound like it's like you know a, some form of promotion like oh yeah we were relegated to 8pm and now we're earlier uh, that time will be 5pm uh, GMT so if you're in the UK, that's 5pm. Uh, for me, because I'll be in Georgia, Georgia is four hours ahead. So for me, it'll be 9pm. So it's an hour later for me. Um, but three hours earlier for everyone on here. So make sure you sort of stay up to date on that. Next week, because I will be on a flight during the time the podcast is usually live. Um, we are planning on pre-recording the podcast. So it'll be... Oh, something just happened on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, so it will be pre-recorded, um, and will go lo- um, will be uploaded and published uh, for about five p.m. just to get into the groove of the new time slot. Um, so, expect a video next week that is pre-recorded, and it means that we won't be live on Twitch. So, car- what the hell is happening on Twitter? I'm getting so many notifications from Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let, me, let, me, let me mute Chrome. Two, at least two of them are mine. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I saw I you like G Chattanooga and Snappy Tech in one I, tweet. I saw you like as well as retweeting one actually. Like, Screw you, Paul. <laughs> I, I retweeted one of your tweets as well. Wait. Oh God. You, did all you say you muted it? Tags. Uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to. I can't. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't mute Twitter right now. Oh god, I'm getting so many TweetDeck uh, edit. Oh, hang on, let me just block TweetDeck notifications for the next, like, ten minutes. Wait, so, no, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> don't. Okay. Twitter, Quick, they're already stop. blocked, it's too late. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry, Have you seen that. how many oh my things god, I've why just liked? Oh my god, why did you do that? Paul just <laughs> liked a bunch of tweets. I just went through like, like, ten things. And <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um... Won't be live on Twitch minutes. next week. We will be the week after. And then outside of that, 
in slightly happier news, um, we are planning on, uh, Emily and I are planning a new podcast uh, that will run, uh, Daniel, yes, you did make it, by the way, we're planning a podcast that will run from uh, Wednesday after, I'm still hearing TweetDeck go off. Sorry. <laughs> I banned the notification. I muted notifications and it's still going off. It was Swadeen just tweeting me repeatedly with noise. Make noise. Make noise. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let me show the screen here. I just want to say I hate you all. You're all horrible oh. people. But look, this all happened in the last like 30 seconds. <laughs> but yeah, so... um. It will, it will be from Wednesday after next. So from Wednesday, I'm in Georgia from. Um, it will be Wednesdays, again, most likely 5 p.m., maybe 6. We'll make that concrete in the next episode of the Snappy Tech Podcast. And we will be, it will be on the Snappy Talk YouTube channel. It will be a talk podcast where we talk about stuff that isn't necessarily tech, or is specifically not tech, I should say. We'll talk about <laughs> random stuff. Everything um, Japanese game shows, which include people oh, falling God. downstairs. That was hilarious. If you joined us in the pre-pre-show, you, you'll know what we were talking about. That was ridiculous. Like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, so with uh, with 10 minutes of me talking about stuff that isn't tech, let's get into an hour of actual tech. Um, oh, God, I just dropped a thing. That's fine, we'll get over it. So, <laughs> how are we doing? We're good. I, it's weird because I have to monitor two chats because there's the YouTube oh, sorry, chat I've and got the Twitch chat. One, so I've, I've got, got, I've, I've, I've got like one open on each screen right now, so I'm just like glancing <laughs> between them trying to make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, so I want to say a huge thanks to everyone who's currently in the YouTube as well. So we have Swadine, so hi to Swadine, and then Lover of Tech, who was obviously our guest last week. Benjamin Ebermamnoha was on last week. It was great. I made that joke last <laughs> week as well, but we'll skip past that. Um, so yeah. Let, let's let's talk tech news now that we've done the boring scheduling stuff. I want to start with... Actually, you guys can pick. What, where, where do you guys want to start? I will let Paul go because I feel like I know what he's going to say. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be the same thing. So if it's, it's going to be a rant, should, should I switch to Paul in the full screen? <laughs> just to, is it just, should we assume he's going to run with it? I know what he's um, going to pick. Do you Come now? On. Yeah. I'm is it going to be... I'm like going to go with for... the face ID. Actually, yeah, just because of the joke I made. Yeah. yeah let's go with face ID. Let's okay, go so... with the face ID. So, Paul, people... you have sent a screen. Give us your best rant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for people that have been living under a rock, uh, iPhone X got released or got, got into people's hands a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, of course, the... One of the bigger features, apart from the screen with the notch, don't get me started on that, um, is the Face ID for unlocking <laughs> your phone. So Apple went on about how it's so hard to trick it. Even some makeup artists um, that made some ridiculously realistic models of people's faces um, couldn't get it to unlock. Can I just point out, that was my favourite part, the fact that, like, was it Wired spent so much money? They spent like 15 grand trying to make these masks. And then the research <laughs> company spent like $150 and made it work. Yes. Like, so, yeah, the best th this, this week, some people, um, where was it from? Um, Vietnam, I believe. 
Vietnam, um, yeah. made a mask um, for $150. Uh, which I realised that it's actually a thousand dollars cheaper to steal a 256 gig iPhone and unlock it uh, through these means than it is to actually buy it. A thousand dollars you save by stealing someone's phone. <laughs> which I think is so good, and I actually really need to message Greg about this. <laughs> see what he thinks um but yeah i <laughs> i just think this is great the the fact that it's actually um been so foolproof and then they've been able to fool it for 150 dollars. i'm guessing it's not going to be so easy for about 99.999 percent of the population um right. yeah I'm, I'm guessing these people were pretty professional in this sort of um falling the security um probably there's some probably some artists in there people who know um stuff about facial recognition and stuff mm -hmm. um but if they could actually make a ways that anyone could do this then i love how just... everyone sorry before we carry on i just want to take a second to shame everyone in both chats because it's not like it's just twitch or just YouTube, both chats are like hitting on the close up of Paul. They're like, oh my god, this is so great. <laughs> it's <laughs> Paul. Full screen Paul. <laughs> full screen Paul. They're just hitting on him right now. <laughs> <laughs> you look at that. <laughs> Sorry, what what were you saying? Um, I mean, like Paul was saying, it, it was, it's only a matter of time. It was <laughs> it was only a matter of time. And I love how in the article, like one of the main quotes that highlighted is it was even simpler than we ourselves thought. Yeah, that's <laughs> like they genuinely didn't believe that it was going to be that easy to do it. But uh, I'm not surprised somebody figured it out, to be honest. Like with most things that seem to happen, it's revolutionary and new. There's always going to be somebody that can uh, not make it work as intended, you know. But I would like to note, though, they did say about, um, of course, it was 3D printed, so the mm -hmm. 3D printer itself would, to get one accurate enough, would probably be a lot more than $150. But if oh, you yeah. do have access to a 3D printer worth thousands, then um, good luck to you. Go steal an <laughs> iPhone oh. and earn back that money. I also want to point out, I'm not sure if this was mentioned in the Wired article I linked, but I think it was mentioned in the blog post. And I'd thought of it as well, which is that, you know, they needed a 3D scanner to scan their face. Which at first sounds like, oh my god, how do you manage that? And then you realise the Sony Xperia XZ has one built in. So yeah. you can like do, because it's designed to make like proper 3D models of stuff. So you just take the latest Sony Xperia phone and you can scan someone's scan face with face. it. But then yeah. you've got to find someone that actually owns a Sony phone. <laughs> Oh, you just buy one. Oh, that, that's the you could just buy one, yeah. Yeah, God yeah I suppose the, like, the brand that you're saving um, mm. is enough to buy that. Oh, sorry, it's XZ, not ZX. Always get that confused. Mm. It's only 300 bucks as well. You can pick one up for 300 bucks. <laughs> yep, get it. <laughs> so, just saying. You can uh, make <laughs> that worth happen. Might get an iPhone. You know, let's work on it, guys. Let's go. I can't believe my Twitter got so hardly spammed. Like, it was so <laughs> spam. God damn it, guys. That's why we can't have good things. Sorry. 
man. We can't yeah. have good things. Then no more close-ups of my face. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's the thing the thing that strikes me is that wired had tried so hard and yeah and then these guys are just like oh nah. <laughs> it wasn't even that like we did it because nah. apple showed off their like wall of stuff right their wall of uh faces essentially and jack still yeah. make a joke that they were like we use the face id to suck your soul out which is what all the little dots are and then <laughs> and then this is where we store them all right and then like the fake faces and um oh god and yet you know and then wired took that same approach of trying to make it look as realistic as possible whereas mm. what was their name Bukav. I assume is how you pronounce it. If you were to look at the mask, and if I show you guys the mask, it looks nothing like a real person. Like, you're not convincing any actual... You're not convincing any actual people that this is a face. But it's just right to convince Face ID. And that's what matters. Yeah. Like, this thing, it doesn't even look remotely face-like. Like... No, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Like... <laughs> it's kind of like a living nightmare. <laughs> and the crazy yeah. bit is, but the crazy works, bit is like the so... eyes are actually just two D picked, like they're just printed onto paper. Like, yeah, yeah, it just looks like it's, someone's wearing a ski mask. So if you know yeah. any robbers that have an iPhone X, then just take their phone. It's yeah, if you know any thieves with face ID, you can just <laughs> yeah. The thing that it took a week, which I don't, I don't know anymore. Is that a long time? Is that a short time? Did we ex what what? Did you guys expect it to last, like, a I year? think with a lot of tech um, now, that is a minimum time. Uh, mm. Though I was expecting, considering um, how hard Apple pushed the security, um, I was expecting it to be done at some point, but it was going to take, like, a month or so to do it. Um, but... The fact they've done it sort of in the really the minimum time it could have taken yeah. anyone to break into anything um, with any even minor amount of security is just mind-boggling. Um, <laughs> seriously, Apple. I mean, I mean, I shit on you enough as it is. You Come on, you're making it too easy reason. for Come me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the thing is, with Apple, you know that they're now going to respond to this story, and they're probably going to make a software tweak to make it even harder to actually recognise the face, um, recognise that uh, a 3D model of a face with a couple of pictures put onto it is not an actual face. That they must or be able is to. It? Dun dun dun. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's philosophy lessons now. Um, yeah. See, the thing is, though, because Apple, have, they, they have this problem now, because they've done something like this, people are not going to stop until they do hack it. So no matter what they do, someone is going to try and hack it, because that's just what people do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and especially with something like this, where they've said, oh, it's basically impossible to do anything to, people are going to be like, right, well, you know what, you set me a challenge, I'm going to do it, sort of thing. So that's that's the that's the problem now because they're going to have all these people that's like well you said it's impossible i could prove you wrong so <laughs> i don't know how they're going to be able to stop that but you know we'll see <laughs> and is this just a, a demonstration I, I i think you know it's hard to it's hard to blame apple in the sense that even if they weren't to have said how secure and amazing it is it was going to be hacked eventually right it, it's, yeah. it's just inevitability I, 
I think it actually makes it more vulnerable when you say when you say it's so secure. Yeah, it puts some people's minds at rest, but then it's like a challenge to the hackers. Yeah, then is, the hackers definitely. go out of their way to try and get into it just so they can say, like, we, we've broke into okay. something that was supposedly unbreakable. I mean, um, it's but... it's like putting a red button in front of a kid and saying, "Don't push it." Like. Mm. You know, that's essentially what they've done. By saying it's secure, it puts everyone that owns one at ease. They're like, okay, yeah, this is safe. But then everyone else on the dark web is sitting there like, but is it, though? No matter how, if you keep saying wait, eventually he's just going to go at it. Just, <laughs> there's a limit. Mm. And from there, I want to lead on to a second topic and see what your opinion is on this. Because I feel like Paul will really enjoy this one. It's not in the show notes because I just remembered that it happened and um, I never got around to putting it in the show notes. Uh, there was a kid, um, a, a four, year, four years old or something. I, I, need to, I need to find the thing. But I want to oh. say the kid was like four years old um, who, who got into their mum's face ID. Um, what? <laughs> and the, the mum was like, oh, the first time we found it funny. And then we realised that like the fourth and fifth time we were like well now we just need to delete like anything that we don't want our kids seeing <laughs> or just need to go over oh, to a password so yeah, apple uh, apple you know being apple released a statement mm. in the end claiming that it was something to do with the lighting and uh the mum <laughs> reset up face id and now the kid can't get in anymore but, okay um, that was okay. that was hilarious to me though just like you know the kid was like oh get into your phone and then he kept doing it <laughs> and that's to be fair that is the reason but it's not recommended for uh kids right because you know mm. their faces are less developed uh, there's less uniqueness to them at a younger mm. age um, and they're changing a lot so, child yeah. face. <laughs> you, you could actually end up <laughs> locking yourself out of your own phone by growing up can you imagine Oh my, that's, yeah, oh, actually, but, you know what? I just, I just realized. Can you imagine, like, setting up your phone, like now, and then, mm. like, accent, like, you know, turning off, sticking it in a drawer, and then five years later, coming back, trying to use Face ID again, and it just doesn't recognize you. So, like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> Still me. So the thing is that that is actually a genuine actually... problem for for kids if they, um, if they don't use an iPhone X in a year. Then they could come back and they could have changed so much that their phone would just not recognise them whatsoever. Okay, but mm. my first question is, why the hell are you giving an iPhone 10 to a kid? Like... Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you know what? I would answer that, but so many kids these days have a better phone than I do, oh, so I'm not yeah. going to. I, I had someone <laughs> Snapchat the other week say about they um, were getting their iPhone 8 Plus the next day, and a day after that, they said... Sorry, guys, I've not got a phone anymore. I've locked myself out of my phone already because she'd already forgot her passcode. Oh, my God. I think she had the phone uh, for, like, 12 hours, actually. I think it wasn't even a full day. And she'd already forgot the passcode she'd set and couldn't get back into the phone. So she ended up having no phone. Actually, I think she's still not got a phone, like, a week or so later. Oh, that's um, stupid. So she like she's just using what I think it's like an iPod or something on Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> kill me now. And I know. I was I was so pissed when I was like, you were getting an iPhone eight plus, and then did, did they not even that. set up Touch ID? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, 
apparently she couldn't unlock it whatsoever unless she like it just fucked up so many times she needed to put in a passcode um don't know just (laughs) anyway (laughs) and actually paul you mentioned kids and iphones and i want to use that as a transitional point into our next topic Mm. another security topic and yeah which is another security topic which i want to mention if you look at the show notes which is smpy.tech slash sn20 so show notes 20 um i didn't get the time to do the show notes this week so paul decided to go in and put little show notes in most of them Um, oh thanks emily for sticking it in the chat that's okay. <laughs> um, and under the bottom one, which is Germany banning kids' smartwatches and classing them as illegal spying devices, he wrote, <laughs> since when did the NSA make kids' smartwatches? Which is great. Oh, oh no, I heard about this. Um, there's, It's the VTech thing. There's a VTech smartwatch. I only know it because it's on this. Because it's Christmas, there are fucking kids' adverts everywhere. And... It's this little, it's basically like a really, so imagine the Apple smartwatch and times the size of the screen. So it's basically a phone, but on a wrist strap, <laughs> you know, that's essentially what this, this kid's smartwatch is. And it's, it doesn't, it has a camera on it and it takes pictures. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have Wi-Fi on it. It has like two crappy games and that's it. <laughs> that's all it's got on it. <laughs> So if that's issue, what they're talking about. The issue with... And this this is a blanket ban of all smartwatches, not just the VTech mm. ones, I believe. Oh, um, all smart... Oh, wow, correct. so you can't give... Why would you give a smartwatch to a kid anyway? Because there are... No, this is smartwatches that are designed for kids. Oh, designed so, for kids. So yeah. like the VTech one, I see, I see. Yeah. And the issue is, according to the German government, that they are riddled with security holes and mm. it means that I can't find the exact sentence I wanted to read um, but the issue is they're riddled with security holes which means that they can and Paul why are you playing with panda why are you I can't oh, I've got a rabbit hang on oh my what is happening here there's an uprising <laughs> happening in the podcast. <laughs> anyway, back to back to business. Back to business. Oh yeah, totally. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usta <laughs> chan. Anyway, yeah. I, I see. Kids smartwatches from the one that at least from the one that we've got in the UK. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't have Wi-Fi on it. So I don't know how. I don't get how they're spying devices. So the ones <laughs> That's that, what I don't get. The, the ones that um, the German government mentioned specifically actually have 3G built in. They're designed. Oh. They're designed to be like like connected 24/7 kind of deal. Oh jeez. And, okay. and it allows for parents to drop in, so they can like you know start listening to the device at any moment in time. Um, oh, that's 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 weird. That's imagine imagine starting to hit on someone and then your mum starts listening to you hitting on someone. Right? That would be really creepy. Oh god! Especially if they're kids' smartwatches, though. Like if they're young kids, that would be even creepier. Yeah. In a way, like. In a way, actually, 
I was trying to I was trying to think of a good reason for kids to have a smartwatch, but there isn't one. So never mind. So the, the thing that, um, and I forget what the name of the company was, so I won't try to name it because I know I'll just butcher the name anyway. Mm. Is um, there was a company that sold them as an alternative to giving your kids phones. Um, so this this wasn't a toy smartwatch. This was a proper smartwatch for kids. Oh, okay. And yeah. the idea was, if you didn't want them to have a phone, you just stick this watch on them. You know, if you if you if, there you go, if kid. They, <laughs> be free and just release them into the yeah. wild. <laughs> Never see them oh. ever again. So but, it's I suppose it's like so the parents can keep track of their kids yeah, so instead of would, them having a phone. It would have GPS so you could track them. It would have a it's big like giving red... them a prison bracelet. Basically, yeah. It had a big red button on it, so if you clicked it, it would oh immediately God. call the parents. Um, so, uh, hitting on Emily's point, though, if you want to do this and you don't have the money to buy one for a kid, just get them arrested. Yeah, yeah like it's them... essentially if it's giving them a tracking device and being like, there you go, go have fun. I'm going to listen and watch everything you do, but have fun. You know, like that's just... That's creepy. I mean, I know it's your parents, and obviously they want you to be safe and stuff, but that, to me, that's too far. We've yeah. had this whole problem of everyone just sort of, because oh, when I was younger, I remember like falling off a brick wall and my mum being like, ah, you'll be okay. But now if a kid even goes anywhere near a brick wall, they, like, they freak out, you know? Like the brick wall's going to punch them. Yeah, and it's like, that. that's way too, f I think that's a bit too far. You know, like yeah, because your kids then just gonna want to climb up on the brick wall and see I mean, what it's all about, and then probably fall off. And then you have, and then you have these parents that are gonna give them these tracking devices, and this is where you get kids that become incredibly rebellious because they've been essentially tracked, you know, their yeah. entire childhood. So they're gonna want to start doing things without wearing said watch, or they're gonna start doing things that they don't want their parents to see because they've been tracked, which is just stupid yeah <laughs> you know i wouldn't want to be followed around essentially all the time that's weird you know <laughs> so, so, of course because i actually had the fun of having an ex whose parents actually tracked her phone uh without her realizing at first uh, until i figured it out um can i but... just ask oh hang that was almost... i almost knocked my tea over on into my keyboard that would have been <laughs> don't do that it, it's worse on a mouse <laughs> so I was, I was gonna ask paul how how did you what was the process of realization? How did that happen? Like, well, the uh, so we we figured it out by the fact that one day she was over my house. She'd said she was at band practice, uh, and her dad called her up and said, "Where are you?" And she was like, "Oh, at band practice." And he was like, "No, I know you're not at band practice. Where are you?" Um, oh, she's like, "Oh, I was in uh, in Romford." And then he was like, no, I know you're lying to me. Where are you? And after a few times of being like, no, I am actually in Romford. And him insisting, he kind of realised he had some sort of intel to realise that she wasn't there. Because like, there was no reason from what she was saying that he should have known any different. Um, and then I actually turned off the location services. And then when she, uh, she'd got home... Um, he actually said to her, I'll oh, put the um, tracking back on and actually oh, omitted it then. And she's she can be a nice girl, but her parents, this kind of sums up how controlling her dad was. And that kind of 
has made her not so much rebellious as some other kids would be, but at the same point, she wants out of the house as soon as she can. Mm. Um, and it, it does make you kind of like, why the hell are you doing this? Uh, start to uh, question your parents a lot more on things. It's just harder work for the parents half the time. At least if yeah. you just let them learn things the hard way. I mean, certain things like make sure they're not going to go anything. Oh, really yeah. stupid, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't go up to a guy with a knife and yeah. be like, oh, a prick. You know, um, I mean, they... that's... <laughs> you don't need to stick a tracking device on them. <laughs> you know, but you don't need to stick a tracking device on them. That's a bit extreme, and that is kind of weird. So in a yeah. way, I kind of agree with the fact that they've just banned that because that's just, it's just fucking weird. Even if it is your parents, it's just weird. <laughs> like, well, why actually, would you do that? No, the, the reason the Germany the point... has actually banned it is because um, the voice recording on it. Yeah. Uh, it isn't well, even the tracking itself. Um, because apparently some parents were even using it to listen or claiming to using it to listen to the teachers in class um, <laughs> to see how they were doing. And of course, um, as it is many, in many countries around the world, it's illegal to record someone without everyone in the recording giving permission to it so people were listening in on conversations um whilst most of the people in said conversation and usually including the clip that uh, the kids didn't even know that someone was listening in that's weird so if we yes. take out the the audio recording bit and just look at the tracking i have a question for you um mm. which is that if if it was used not in the not in the way that um, Paul's ex's girlfriend, but you know, in the sense that you know, if you knew that your you were letting a kid out to go do whatever, and then every now and again you just checked in to make sure they were okay, right? Or mm. the the kid goes missing hypothetically, and then you can use that to mm. find them, right? Because it has GPS. Yeah. So so it's not to say that there aren't any good there uses for it, it yeah. it's just I much mean, like most technology it can be used for bad yeah i mm. think it's too tempting having it there um i i think it's very important for parents to know where their kids are especially younger kids um especially the younger kids that shouldn't have iphones yet do have the iphones for tracking um but um i think the problem is once the technology is there some parents um end up checking in a little too much mm. and then um become a bit stalkery i think it's it, parents should be able to know where their children are they should be able to know if their children are lying uh to them uh, and be able to punish them to, like, to make sure they're not lying but mm. in certain cases um it does become like that case uh where she got grounded for like three weeks a month or something for her dad tracking her phone behind her back uh, when she was doing nothing wrong, she she just wanted to spend a bit of time with me because they used to be super controlling about mm. her seeing me. Um, so what she was doing in that case was nothing wrong. Um, yeah. But I think once you've got that ability there, it's too hard to say. Um, or too hard it to turn it into an educational thing. Yeah. Uh, end up being like, oh, you lied to me. I'm going to make sure you pay for it kind of thing. Um mm. So yeah, one mm. one more question, which is mm. if what if it worked a bit like a, a messenger service, right? So instead of me going, "Hey, I wonder where Paul is right now," 
it would ping him a message saying, Paul, where like Paul, George wants to know where you are, and then you can approve or deny that request. I think that would be better because yeah. then, I mean, if you say, for example, if the if the kid denied it, then you could automatically be a bit like, hmm, okay, this is a bit weird, and then you would obviously go to the next step of like, okay, seriously, where are they? Wait, but hang on, if... sorry, just to interrupt. I, it just dawned on me that if they had to approve or deny, then if they're in trouble, they may not be able to approve. So what yeah. if it was you have 30 seconds to deny or else we share your location? Because that's what Amazon yeah. does with the drop-in function, right? You yeah. get mm-hmm. whatever it is, 30 seconds to say, no, don't drop in, or it gives them your location, which yeah. which I think is a better idea just in case you're not able to access your device, mm-hmm. but you need so, to know sense. where you are. And then if they're not in as... trouble... It, would, yeah. it wouldn't matter because the then it would is, still give you a location it's okay sort of if you'd been like kidnapped or something like that um if they have your phone then they can if you've not got a lock on there go on and then deny that request anyway so if they put like a simple passcode uh you could even have one for like the rest thing if you want to get particularly um mm. technical yeah whatever um <laughs> But you could put in the code then just to say, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely fine. It is me on the phone, but mm. no, I don't want you to know where I am. Though I'm, I'm guessing most parents would be like, why the fuck won't you let why? me know where yeah. you are? <laughs> you must be somewhere where you shouldn't be, um, mm. kind of thing. So, mm, yeah, it's, um, it's odd, if nothing else, right? Yeah, it's it's a strange. Um concept indeed this is certainly a conversation for a snappy talk podcast though yeah no absolutely. Mm. So, my, like, my favorite line though i just want to point out is this the agency is now urging parents to destroy any such devices <laughs> and is advising yeah, schools yeah. to oh, pay Jesus. more attention okay. to watches with well, conversation oh, recording okay. functions among students oh, well, wow. you That's know cool. what government agency is usually referred to as the agency the national security agency will be paid a fee to bring the cia shane guilty isn't in the chat so he can um, sort of shine a light on the american issues <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> i think we should move on to something a bit more or less weird Something a bit more <laughs> uplifting, maybe? Yeah, something a bit more uplifting, definitely. In a uh, slightly more uplifting... <laughs> <laughs> is is it good? related to, does anyone have some spare money to buy me something? No. no. Oh, but I want a Tesla. <laughs> but you, oh, it's a Tesla! Yeah, true, let's do that. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. Yay! Tesla announced two new <laughs> <laughs> George. Sorry, I need a second, apparently. <laughs> you want me to introduce it yes, whilst please. you die. Okay, so whilst George um, like coughs himself to death, um, ROP, by the way, uh, Tesla have announced two new vehicles this week. We knew one of them was coming. The other one was a bit more of a, wow. Well, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we knew they were going to be making a truck um so that one has i think it's either 300 or 500 miles it's meant to be able to top up i think it's about 400 miles in about a half hour 500 miles yeah yeah, range yeah. 500, 500 no, miles. in a half hour it's meant to like top up oh yeah so sorry 
Oh yeah, yeah. Half an hour for uh, uh, Oh god. Hotmail, super mega power <coughs> things. Sorry, I'm gonna have to um, mm. It's meant to have a central driving seat with uh, a few seats behind as well. Um and it looks a bit too futuristic, to be honest. Especially <laughs> it does look like a little bit weird for a van, to be it's... honest. Yeah, as long as it doesn't affect the driving itself being in the centre, because it is used to actually being on the in our side of the right uh, when driving, um, because that's the proper side. Um, that's only whilst in the UK, right? If you're in Europe, then you want to be on the left. Yeah, so it is. Where else central is might be. Yeah, so it's easier for them, actually, just to make it... Uh, that Then they can have all the controls, actually, as they are in the rest of the world or whatever yeah. it doesn't need to change uh so for their point of um they might actually be able to sell more um because they'll be able to make more um and it does actually look really good i know a lot of people have been like oh but trucks are go long distances you need something that can do a long distance and all that if, it, if a truck driver wants to drive more than like 350 400 miles without stopping for half hour then they're Probably I think it's drive. a safety issue more than anything else, yeah. right? Because they, mm. they have to stop. There are laws to make sure they do stop every so often. So the fact that they can drive, say, like 350 miles, top up in half hour for another 400 or whatever, um, so they can keep up the fuel. Um, so it actually automatically introduces a safety thing because you're not stopping for like two minutes to fuel up, then back on yeah. the road again. Um, well, here's the thing. It's not two minutes, though, because those, those things are massive, right? And a truck, oh, God, and I think, yeah. I think sure. Elon Musk mentioned it. You, um, and if not, someone definitely did whilst talking about the Tesla truck. But it can take like 45 minutes, an hour to fill up one of those mm-hmm. things. Like, because they're huge. Oh, as well, yeah. But I mean, so half hour is actually pretty good, especially for 400 miles yeah. of a truck like that. Um, because, of course, trucks can carry tons and tons of payload. If it can do that kind of mileage on such a short charge, then like, what the, what kind of aliens are working for Tesla with their future technologies? And not only uh, that, that's that's 500 miles of range at full load. Yeah, that's, that's at full capacity. If you you know if you're not running it at full capacity, then it's longer, right? We're not quite sure how much further it is, depending yeah. on. Um, load but it's still further yeah and it'll be interesting to see um how much longer uh, they can do it i'm sure there will be someone that gets it with zero load and does it on one of those endurance tests where they get like far far mm. more than it would ever actually get but th- there is a chance that in, in that case that you could even push it to over a thousand on one of those insurance tests. Even the uh, Model S got like six hundred on one. Mm. Yes, I, I can't uh, remember what the record is. They are running for like hours and hours at like fifteen miles an hour or something like that. What um, I'm interested in, actually, just reading through the thick and the link, the break ninety-eight percent of the kinetic energy to the battery is recovered. Apparently, yep. braking recovers night. That's insane. With an yeah, infinite brake life, that, that is, is insane. That is Formula One level brake recovery. Yeah, yeah for a, is... for a truck, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, know. the efficiency in those parts. I mean, like, mm. um, it, that is just ridiculous. How they can make it that efficient? Um, yeah. Once, what aliens do they have working there? Um, <laughs> I yeah, I really do want to know how they've managed to get it 
98 percent yeah i've got another one i really do want to know but that that, Mm. that's once we're done with the truck and the, and the and the low and the low cost of ownership, it says it's like oh just just for this small deposit, but you'll make it all back in fuel savings. Yeah. I swear. Well, apparently you save like two hundred <laughs> grand of fuel um, yeah. a year. I don't know whether that's um, including factoring in the cost of electric or if that's just because so, they said saving. Yeah, just so because yeah. um, I think on the, if you just look on their site, it's a bit weird. So it's but... what twelve cents per kilowatt hour, which is actually pretty good. Um, 12 cents per kilowatt hour. Like they said, that's actually a lot better than us here, I think. I, I, don't, I actually don't know what we're on. Um, anyway, ours is not that low. <laughs> um, I also want to mention that, the, uh, that that record that Paul mentioned is actually 670 miles on one charge on Model S. Yeah, I think it was a bit... Yeah, nearly I've, I've, got the, I've got the thing here. So it's yeah. 670. However, though, if you uh, do save your 200 grand on fuel in a year... You can afford the second vehicle that they announced. (laughs) That thing looks glorious. If people don't know, they've announced a car called the Tesla Roadster. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's the Tesla Roadster V2. It's the second Roadster. It's not their first. Yeah, most people have got the first one, though. (laughs) But. Most people that know me know if I were to ever win the lottery, I would buy an Aston Martin and a normal Tesla. Now I would buy those two cars in one. This thing looks unreal. And we we were saying about, um, of course, like how the fuck have they done some of the things with the truck? How the hell have they done a car with 1.9 seconds uh, to 60? That is glorious. What do Formula E cars do? They're not too far off, I believe. Yeah, but they—they're because I know they were better than the S. Oh no! Um, but I—I I know normal Formula One cars don't do that, and they cost millions to make. And this thing is a road car with one point nine. It's ridiculous. I know electric cars are meant to have better acceleration. One point seven. Here like, instant power. Oh, sorry. <sighs> Just... sorry. My bad. Formula One cars do not to seven, not to sixty in one point seven. Formula E cars. Formula E cars are actually restricted uh, to three seconds. Hmm. Strange. Well, this is this is due to the fact that they have it set up to last longer as opposed to raw power. Uh, okay. So actually, the other thing, how of course we said about how the hell did they get a five hundred mile um battery um on the trucks how the hell have they got a 620 mile range on the roadster i mean the the um the top tesla s um was rated for around three three fifty four hundred yes i remember yeah so if that can get about 670 on um the endurance tests this must be easily able to break a thousand See, I know. I know. Driving this one at fifteen miles an hour for a day is a bit of a waste, considering it can do over two hundred and fifty. So it's in a hypercar territory. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it, and there hasn't been any. So there's not any official sort of. Well, you can't access the kit from the <laughs> from the link because it's password protected. So we we can't have a nose around all the stuff. So oh, on the on the web page, there's there's a little roadster section and it's like click to press kit here 
and you just you, you can't look at it because it's password protected. But if this is the Roadster and we're looking, uh, did, they, did they release anything about the price we could be expecting for this kind of thing? Yeah, so the Roadster, um, it has two models at the moment. There's a Founder Series, which is a 250 grand price So that all the money you could save on fuel, you can buy a Roadster yes. almost. <laughs> uh, Emily, roadster, sorry, sorry just to interrupt real quick. I hate to be a pain, but if you'd looked yeah. on the right-hand side of a, the page, it does read, to access high-resolution B-roll images oh, and t- video, lol. click here, password tesla one press um, <laughs> uh it's because it's closed yeah <laughs> base model uh, of the uh of the roadster, roadster though like, um no, considering all cars they have the 1.9 seconds acceleration or what so it seems that uh, the 620 miles mile um distance uh the four seats they all have which is ridiculous for a hypercar um and it's reservation of 50 grand um, and a 200 grand base price. Uh, there will be, of course, extras. Uh, there's bound to be. However, I'm guessing at a price like this, a lot of it will come. A lot of the fancy stuff will come pre-installed. Similar to, I mean, um, even Model S comes with a lot of pre-installed stuff. Um, but it'd be interesting to see things like the uh, adaptive cruise control um, mm. and, of course, the the future of the uh, self-driving cars whether all of that stuff comes um pre-installed whether you can actually have the full self-driving capability uh, of course to come when that's allowed um man i really want to win the lottery now (laughs) i mean i really wanted to win before but now it gives me even more reason Mm, i mean it, it is a gorgeous looking car besides everything else besides everything it can do it is a gorgeous looking car when it came out and how they introduced it and how it was all done when they brought it out it looks stunning the color it's in is perfect for it as well it's just very aesthetically pleasing and the fact that you can just look at it and you just you just know this thing is going to be a beast like when it came out and everyone was like oh by the way we have a roadster you were just kind of like, okay, if this truck can do this kind of shit, they've got that to do. What the hell is the roadster going to be able to do? You know, and like this the... thing is probably going to be light and nippy, and you're just not going to be able to, like, Jesus, I can't. Well, I'm can't still surprised the, the four seats. I mean, they don't have the massive engines uh, that a lot of hypercars mm. have, so that's great. You, you could almost take a family trip in a car. Oh, you don't that... want to, though. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, but you really don't want to. You can, but yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> the other Teslas, of course, are uh, like this. Got great acceleration. Um, the other Teslas also decent handling. Having the low drag um, is useful. But I mean, this thing, considering how light it's going to be, mm. it's probably going to handle like cars like the uh, the, the Lotuses yeah. uh, that's all so light. And just stick to the road. And its centre of gravity is so low because all the weights in the battery yeah, packs as all well. The, all the weight being that low, all the weight being that low, it's just going to make this thing handle like a, like at 250 miles an hour. This is going to handle like some sports cars do at 150, um, mm-hmm. almost. It's just going to be that. Like, I, I'd love to be able to get the chance to drive like a few cars around oh, a track, nice. and but then compare them all to this because i think mm. they're going to beat them all um it's 
like having a a Formula E car um, that actually can be used roads almost. Mm. So Marcus Brownlee did a video about it yesterday. Uh, mm. MKBHD, in case you don't know by name. He was in love with it. And I'm pretty sure... He, so his, his dilemma at the end of the video was that he wasn't sure whether or not he should reserve one. Uh, <laughs> Do I I'm, or don't I? I'm pretty sure, like, ten I'm minutes after he released the video, he reserved one. Yeah, he said uh, he yeah. reserved it. I, I don't blame him, to be honest. I mean, what 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 do you reckon? So, what is it, 5k down for the truck? So, I don't... What is it down going to be for this? It's 50. Uh, it's uh, 50. <clears throat> 50? So, yeah, I said it. Um, it's so, 50 it was two... for a stat. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> 50 for a standard one. Yeah, or 250 for, standard for the standard or 250 for the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, so you basically got to pay the entire thing for the Founders series yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, because I imagine that's kind of the limited edition one. So, they basically just want you to buy it and then they'll yeah. give it to you when it's ready, sort of thing. So I can kind of understand that. Mm. So, um, for, for, and I love how Marquez has just spent the last two days tweeting about the model, the Roadster 2, like nothing else. <laughs> uh, so he said, so yesterday he tweeted, hey, look, some production car quarter mile times. The Nissan GTR, 10.8 seconds. The McLaren P1, 9.8 seconds. The Bugatti Veyron SS, 9.7 seconds. The Tesla Roadster 2, 8.8 seconds. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, that's 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 impressive. But then again, when do they ever? They I don't remember when Tesla hadn't released something that wasn't impressive. Mm. This is the thing. They are. Well, I say they. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say they colloquially. Until actually, with that thing we talked about in the podcast quite a while back, when they were talking about air, um, spacecraft on Earth. But we'll just we'll just leave that. SpaceX, that's the uh, yeah. We'll just leave his, his we'll just leave his side project out of yeah. this because that's just not that's that, just weird. But I, everything else seems to be going really good for him. <laughs> I keep watching this thing over and over again, where it's just like the two fifty mile um, an hour, the six twenty one mile range, uh, and then showing the zero to sixty in one point nine seconds, and it basically gets to sixty within about. 25 30 feet of where it started oh, yeah so no that's, cr that's a crazy insane. bit i don't know so basically at lights no one's gonna beat you yeah Jeez. oh man and, and it's silent like that's the crazy thing yeah like you that's, can't that's, basically... that's mildly worrying it's actually, probably gonna make a little fast. bit more noise than yeah. the others will do there's probably gonna be a bit more whirring noise i guess yeah so it's, it's worth um, mentioning but... if you ever if uh, if you ever go to a formula e race um you'll notice that those things there's, there's like a it's, it's like a whistling noise kind of they like whistle mm -hmm. past as the motors spin um but yeah it's interesting nonetheless Oof. i actually I, I was in cardiff yesterday to watch the uh wales versus georgia rugby which was really good um georgia played really well but that's not a tech subject what is though <laughs> is i was in the car with someone who's a few years younger than me and is um, about to go into uni. So they're in the mm. second year of college. Uh, so they applied to their unis. And they want to do mechanical engineering. And they sort of had this dilemma of like, I want to be designing engines. But five years from now, no one's going to want an engine. <laughs> no one's going to want an engine, yeah. That's uh yeah it's it's see the engineering so mechanical engineering as a side is going to be 
interesting, especially car-wise, because like you say, they're not going to um, require engines as such because people are going to want to be focusing more on electric-powered cars. So, yeah, more motors than engines. And um, so the electrical engineers is probably going to kick up a fuss when that happens because the mechanical engineers are going to be designing more interior parts, probably the more mechanical bits, as it were, well, obviously. And then electrical engineer is probably going to be the one you want to try and get into more, I'd imagine, especially if you want to work with cars now, because you're going to have all of this electrical motors that people want and you're going to have all of this other stuff that people are trying to improve with electrical engineers and they're going to be the forefront of that so it's 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 odd because a lot of people when you you do think that when you design cars that it's like oh there's just mechanical engineers behind it but you do forget that you have all the electrical engineers that are now sort of crawling out of the dark with their leds in hand waiting to get started on the new cars of the future so We'll just see how that goes. <laughs> and in what can only be described as another victory for Tesla, we've had the UK government come out today and announce that self-driving cars will be on the roads by, what was it, 2021, I believe? 2021, by 2021. Which is crazy. That is a bit crazy. Kind of scary. Now, I've, I've been of the opinion that... What's happened here? Okay, I'll fix that in a minute. Okay. I've been of the opinion that the real issue um, for self-driving cars isn't going to be the technology, it's going to be the policy. It's mm -hmm. whenever yeah. governments start allowing self-driving cars. So the yeah. fact that uh, Philip Hammond, Chancellor Philip Hammond, I should say, has told the BBC that the objective was to have, quote, fully driverless cars without a safety attendant on board in use by 2021. Uh... It's great for me, <laughs> because I've been holding off getting a driver's license specifically because of this. Like... That's been, like, my argument, like, all this time, because people keep telling me, George, won't you get a driver's So, for those who don't know, I have a racing license. I can race a car around a track. But I can't drive one on the road. To the track. Right. Yeah. Yeah, to the track. I need to be driven to the track <laughs> and then I can pulse it around at 150 miles an hour and I have to be yeah. driven home again. Um, but, you know, and whenever someone asks why I don't have a license, for me, part of it is that, you know, I, I don't have anywhere to drive to right now, right? There's nowhere for me to mm -hmm. drive. And part yeah, of it is also. That. I'm just like, you know, five years from now, they'll be driving themselves. Like, who cares? Like, there's no point in... I'll, 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 get a, I'll, I'll deal with it for the next five years and then get a self-driving car. It's fine. That's <laughs> presuming, though, that you... Because something that's been debated for a while, will you need a license to have a self-driving car? No, because here's the thing. When you get a car that's completely self-driving and doesn't need an attendant and can handle itself, there's no need. Right, because it, it, yeah. it won't have a steering wheel. It won't have it a brake just, it will accelerator. Be... It will just be a pod, right? It'll be like it'll be like, yeah. it'll be like yeah, the DLR. Wheels. Yeah, right. Yeah, there'll, be like, if... there'll be an emergency that... stop button. That's it. Yeah, Probably, that is yeah. if though it is fully self-driving and you can't control it for yourself, because there will still be a lot of people that are like, "Well, I love the self-driving. I want it 
to be able to self-drive to I me. I want to be able to sometimes sit back, relax, and let it drive itself. But there's still mm. going to be lots of people that want to drive their cars around for themselves, especially whilst there are plenty of other cars on the roads um, that are being driven by people. Um, you can't be expected to have to let the car drive it for itself. So in reason... the case where you can control the car, is there going to be a case or be something so the controls can be locked for those that don't have a license? I reckon how it will work is there'll be levels, right? So if you want... So you know how currently if you get like a, car, an, a driver's license to drive an automatic, you can't drive a manual, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be like that. If you get a license to drive a car, then you can be in any car, right? If yeah. you get, if you don't have a license, there will be cars that exclusively only self-drive that you'll be able to get. If you yeah. want to be able to drive a car yourself, you can get one that is both self-driving and not self-driving when you yeah. don't want it to be. Mm. I, I think, think you'll. Be... Yeah, I think you're going to have to pro- apply for provisionals still, and it might be a case of provisionals can be. Um, because at the moment, I think you only have them for like five years or something. Uh, maybe they, the lifetime of them can be extended if you have it for an extra car. But I think they might actually start putting digital chips in the cards. So in certain cases where you might actually have to put in your license to say to the car, um, look, I can actually drive you uh, kind of thing. So you could actually have a self-driving car um, that has a steering wheel, but then you put your card in and it's like, yeah, so I can't actually let you use the steering wheel or no, I can't let you use the steering wheel kind of thing. <laughs> I think, um, like you said, I think, it, I think it would be better that if they did, have, if you had separate cars, so like you said with the manual and the automatic, if you had one that explicitly was self-driving and one that did both, because then, like you said, if the ones that did both would be more like an autopilot in a sense. Yeah. So you could just sort of be like, okay, you can drive me off sort of thing, you know, um, and the other ones would be completely self-driving. And that, that to me, sounds like a better idea than just saying, oh, yep, all the self-driving cars that we release are going to be self-driving. Because there might come a time where you sort of, like, sit there and be, okay, maybe I want to drive. Or this is a busy road. I don't feel comfortable not being in control. I want to drive. So There are also occasions where self-driving cars just don't work. Like, if you want to do, like, yard (laughs) work. Or if you want to drive around a racetrack. Right? There there are occasions where you need to be able to drive it yourself. You need to drive, And there are people who won't be able to Trust get self-driving, you know. And of course, on, on some roads, the, um, of course, uh, self-driving is meant to be able to um, go through any situations, but there will be some roads where it's just um, so much more comforting to do it yourself, yeah. just in case. I mean, um, of course, over near you, uh, George, you've got things like uh, Pike Lane and a yeah. bunch of those other um, single lane roads around there that have barely any markings it's just so much more comforting for a driver to be able to say okay i'm gonna take control of the car now um and i'll give you the control back in a minute but is that the wrong feeling in that situation because if because it's more dangerous and because there are no or limited markings isn't that the exact situation you want the car to be driving yeah i i I think in those situations make that mistake in those situations, if a car can make as safe a judgment as a driver, but of course there are a lot of... Uh, with a car, yeah, you've got to get it to think for itself, but that's easier said than done. 
Um, of course, this is the biggest problem with self-driving, what type of choices they make. And it's easy enough to tell them what choices to make when there are lines to follow, uh, when there are plenty of signage and uh, that there are set parts where your car can actually go up to on the side of the road before hitting um, a some grass, some dirt, slipping, um, whatever. So there are going to be roads that are just going to be too confusing for it to work. I, I've been down country roads before when I've actually started thinking, like, um, self-driving cars would be great, but they would be so stumped when they got to a road like these. Because uh, mm. some roads are just not common enough for the sort of the every eventuality eventuality to um, be thought of in that circumstance uh, there, there is going to be a situation that ends up stumping it uh, and it's going to probably drive safely until an issue comes up but surely it's a matter mm. of you know it, it encounters that issue once or twice and then it's fine right because as long as and, it's and got some that, kind of and, system for learning from it it should be fine yeah not only will it be learning because let's be honest it does but it's also <laughs> not just learning by its own experience. It's, it's learning by every experience yeah. that any of the cars has had, right? Mm. So the moment any Tesla owner, for example, has to drive on a country road and it's a bit dodgy, it will then know how to handle... Then all Teslas can handle that situation. Yeah. As so, long as it's got so something like it, that, it should be and fine. And I feel like it's one of those things where it, it will be an issue for the first couple of months. But if you buy a self-driving car six months in... They've covered almost every much. situation possible, right? There, there are. Yeah. It would take something really extreme at that point. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I think that um, when self-driving, when the autopilot for Tesla gets launched at first, they are going to suddenly need a lot of people to um, be looking at the data. So that they're going to oh, need something in the code to say. I'm a little like I'm not sure what to do here. Flag this adventure. Yeah, what of, do I do? Flag yeah. up, record it uh, possibly, and send that back to some people that then can tell uh, the system what to do in that eventuality. Then send that or get the software people to send that update out. I think um, um, what Tesla's what currently do. I, I just, sorry, just to oh, point after out you, real quick. After you. <laughs> um, I just want to say, what Teslas currently do is, for the first, like, month or whatever, I don't know what the actual time frame is, for the first period of time, they run in shadow mode. So what happens mm. is, as you drive around, the self-driving AI pretends it's driving the car, and what it does is it, it, oh, it right. records what it Picks would have done your... in any situation, yeah. and is sent to the servers, and they then, and only after, like, a month, or you know whatever that time frame is, then you can actually get it to self-drive once it knows uh, that's, yeah. how you handle each situation. I was going to say that was something like that would be a lot better. So say if it, I, I'm assuming it's it's going to have some form of like Google Maps esque type thing that it has. It probably be Tesla's own Tesla literally brand just of it. uses Google Maps because it's, yeah. uh, it's got it's got Ubuntu, so it basically runs oh, the, yeah, the tablet yeah. runs Linux, so it's literally so, Google Maps. So I'd imagine so it knows the route it's got to take. What another thing would be, so I think another good thing would be, so like you said, for the first few months or so, it, it won't self-drive. You need to teach it, essentially, yeah. how to handle certain situations. What I think would be good if you get one that you can have the option to take over, if it knows the route it's going, 
and it's not traveled down something that's it's maybe it's not encountered this type of roundabout or this type of bend or this type of road signage or whatever and it doesn't know what to do it could yeah. highlight that on the route before you get to it and say i might need you to drive this bit for me Can, like what do i do sort of thing so you know that you might not necessarily be able to get it to self-drive for this route because it doesn't know how to handle x part of the journey mm. which would be another good way of handling it if, if it knew before you started which it could do when it highlights the routes i, I think, think it, that would be another you, good way you probably of also get two it. options right you either get the quickest route or the quickest route that is entirely self-driving right yeah yeah i think um actually that's that's made you think cause, of course at the moment there is an autopilot out it's uh adaptive cruise control plus system kind of thing mm. um yeah. and but one of the things that you have to do when you're using that every now and then it's like i don't feel your hands on the steering wheel just wiggle yeah. the steering wheel to show you've got your hands there um, <laughs> <You're alive. laughs> so it might it might get to a point where it's kind of like okay i am uh, not sure about this road put your hands on the steering wheel just in case and of course um in in the case of uh, the current autopilot if it needs your help it will a lot uh set off an alarm so mm. and it'll give you a couple of seconds and then you take control yourself so in that case it could say put your hands on the steering wheel just give it a little nudge to show you're using it and if an alarm sets off then it means you're back in control of the car um yeah. so that could be one way around it, though. I'm guessing Tesla will do all that they can to avoid um, people thinking, wait, the car can't handle these roads kind of thing. And there will yeah. also be situations where you're not in the car to take control of it. Because part of the idea is you can be in sort of um, being like Manchester or something. My car can be sitting at my outside my house here i can call the car to me it can stop off at tesla power stations on the way mm. charge itself up then get itself to me yeah i tell you what it would stop it would stop a massive drink driving problem if you could get it to map your route home oh absolutely it would mm. it would almost well not eradicate that problem because that would mean everyone that drinks has to own a self-driving car but if you did happen to be on a night out and you needed to get home, it would nearly eradicate the problem of having a drunk driver. We'll providing you could... Uber. <laughs> yeah, also... I mean, it would eradicate Uber as well. There's... But so it would that, essentially that, be your own That in part service. is why Tesla are working towards... Uh, not Tesla, sorry. Uber are working towards making self-driving cars. The mm. other thing is Tesla foresees a future where most people don't own cars. Cars right. are like taxis in the sense that because they're all self-driving... Yeah. You'll call a car to you, you'll get in, it'll take you where you're going, and you'll get out. Um, and and because of that, you won't need to own a car, right? Again, unless, you, sense, yeah. unless you're someone who wants to drive around a track or be able to, you know. There are situations where owning a car is great, but if it's if I, I have no use apart from going to the shops or getting to Manchester or whatever, <laughs> right? So it, it's one of those things where it's it's not a matter of needing to own it. I just go into the Tesla app and go, take me home. And yeah. it it would, right? As car turns up, I get in and it drops me off at home. Um, and as Daniel in the chat mentions, it, it wouldn't get rid of crashes per se. Because especially if there's at least a percentage of human driving cars on the road, there's that level of unpredict mm. unpredictability. Um, but it does do, it does go a long way towards getting rid of them. 
games down. And, yeah, and making work safer. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think if we can get to a point where there's a higher percentage of self-driving cars than there are on as normal cars, it would definitely the roads would be a lot safer. Especially yeah. because I'm under the assumption they will have things to be able to register crossings. They will be able to register traffic lights. They'll be able to register all of this thing, all of these things that will make everything a lot safer, not only for people that are driving, but for pedestrians as well. So people trying to cross the roads, they will be guaranteed that that car will stop. No one will jump red lights anymore because that car, if it sees a red light, is going to stop. So mm. it makes everything a lot safer for people crossing the roads as well. Yeah, I do Great. think the amount of self-driving cars question um, is an important one because I can't remember what article it is I read in. Is it this one? Uh, that they were saying, oh, yeah, um, there's been estimates that suggest that they could reach 10 million self-driving cars worldwide by 2030. Um, however, when you put that in comparison to the amount of cars that are actually on the road worldwide, that's about 1 billion. So you're going to have 10 million self-driving cars that are so much um, safer, but there's uh, that's... I can't even think of how much times more... Uh, 100 times more uh, <laughs> uh, person-driven cars on the road than self uh self-driven so and i think that that might be a, a slightly more conservative estimate in the sense that because you know this is before and i uh, you know as i said earlier the legislation is really what will keep this back instead of mm. the technology right mm. but what we will find is it might be one percent in the world but it might be you know out of those 10 million what if a few of uh, what if a lot of them are in the uk right what if it's one in ten globally but uh sorry one in a hundred globally but one in five in the uk right because mm. you know let's be honest the us the uk will be higher than average well, yeah, oh, yeah and the uk are trying to make it easier because i mean like, yeah, with the, that's part of a reason right yeah the idea of we want to be able to have uh self fully self-driving cars on the road by 2021 that don't need someone there to control it in case something goes wrong um so the uk could be leading this charge uh further down the page it actually even says by 2025 there could be 10 million on the roads um so and i think that means just in the uk um mm. This, I think this, this is, is generally. Um, so, but that actually could be a possibility that um, in the UK, there's, say, how many cars do you think in the UK? Probably about 50 um, million, maybe. 50 million vehicles, I'd say, on the on the road in the UK. Well, yeah, so I suppose I suppose around that. If we say so, there's, what, 65 million about, people that live here? Yeah, about 65, 70. Um, so, so if you say there's 50 million vehicles on the road in the yeah, UK... Yeah, thereabouts, because some people have two cars and so stuff. So if we even... Uh, like, we, we're probably going to have a decent percentage of that 10 million worldwide. Um, oh, yeah. So if you say we have even half... Um, so that would be... So one in 10 cars on the road in the UK would at that point be self-driving. And that would actually be enough of a percentage to dramatically increase the safety mm. of the road. <laughs> oh, um, for sure. Yeah, especially if um, things like the Tesla truck um, actually has the full self-driving and a lot of the unsafeness of the truck drivers uh, ends up getting uh, mitigated. Uh, uh, I just checked, right it's, it's 39 million roughly. 
39 million. So so even better. I mean, about one. It'd be that's, about one that's, that's pretty good. Because, uh, well, one in, uh, sorry, five minutes out, five million out of the 10 would probably be a bit more than we'd have. But um, I think that's still, still... Probably about 10 we'd probably still have for four, maybe. Oh, yeah. So, but I, I think the main contributing factor is, though, the price of the self-driving car because i mean at the moment well, to get a really test pushing to lower that right the price Still, of the model to... 3 is quite cheap yeah for, but for then to have self-driving so, yeah. it costs about 40 40 i think it's about 45 50 grand for a tesla with the full self-driving capabilities uh, no. included yeah because the the extra packs cost about four to i think it's four for the first and eight and to have the two extra packs you need um so it does cost about 45 50 grand for a car that's fully self-driving from tesla i know other companies are going to do it but of course tesla's the one most people want um but is it's this other companies are as far ahead as them and uh bring out a reasonable price i mean because most people if this car is going to be above 30 then it's automatically out of the range even second hand of most people on the roads um so it's I've, I've just checked it's about 32 grand that's for the base model, model three, with though. the self-driving it's 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 forty two thousand dollars so about 30 you know round up plus tax i guess 35 grand yeah but they, they probably there's a lot more tax I, don't, I actually i don't know what the vehicle tax is though because so it it's does in, in US dollars, it's forty two thousand. Uh, sorry, forty three thousand. It'd probably be similar here. Uh, yeah, probably. But it, I, I, but I, least... I know, I know the Model S though to get it that with self driving Cause, here. Because like, I think the, the car, I'd assume the car is, but I think I'd expect the software updates to be slightly lower. Hmm. And um, also the I know with the Model S, of course, that's a bit more expensive. Um, but to get that, even with the minimum um, distance, we, luckily, which is now up to three hundred and four for the minimum distance, um, that costs. Wait, let me just have a double check. Enha you need enhanced autopilot of five point seven grand, and then full self-driving another three point eight grand. Um, so to buy that in cash would be seventy-two grand for um, for the Model S with full self-driving, and the, I'm I'm doubting the free would be less than forty once you have it imported. And that's just a bit too far out of most people's range. These these costs are going to tumble though, right? Let's, you you would oh yeah, no, I think they will. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that once the Model 3 has been out for two or three years, then they're going to have um, whatever the next one, Model 4, Model WF, whatever. I don't know what they'll do. Um, but at that point, they might bring out one a car that's similar to the Model 3 in standards, um, but then, say, another 5, 10 grand cheaper. Um, sort of typical Tesla thing to keep up the standards but drop the price a bunch make it even more it's, accessible it's also worth mentioning if you get it with the tesla instead of um like paying for it afterwards like if you pay for the vehicle 
um, and get self-driving whilst you pay for the vehicle. You get two; it's two grand off. Um, okay. So it is cheaper if you do it with a vehicle as opposed to getting a vehicle and then doing it afterwards. Two grand. Yeah. <laughs> All the savings. It's like when somebody says, "Oh yeah, it's ninety nine. It's it's ninety nine ninety nine. So it's under a hundred pounds, right?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Drop in the ocean at the price of that thing. Oh well. Savings. Savings. So I, I want to. Hang on, let me just bump up my video because the light is slowly dimming. I want to talk about one last topic and then I want to call it a show because we've been going for over an hour now. Um, and I just want to point out, Swadine on my YouTube chat mentioned that uh, driving le driving instructors will go out of business soon. They're not oh, the only ones. Yeah. There are going to be loads of people going out of business soon. I hate to break it Taxi to you. Taxi services. Taxis. Go yeah. And Snappy Tech is going to carry on going strong. Yeah. Snappy yeah, yeah. Nothing, can, nothing okay, can take down the power of a house that is Snappy Tech. Uh, <laughs> the technological powerhouse. Uh, and, and, our, and our game streaming division. Yeah, <laughs> it totally exists. Oh, okay. Well, we do okay. have technically a game streaming division. Yeah. It's called the Professor X Academy. Sure, why not? It's great. Well, pro pro the actual Professor X has an academy, so why can't this Professor X? True. Yeah. True. Professor Xavier's so, Academy well, for Gifted Children. The last thing I want to talk about, and I because I, I want to end on a high note, is mm. um, YouTube being absolute geniuses. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. They banned one of their own YouTube channels. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> so they're magical. I'm going to need to go grab another light, another battery for this light. I should have probably brought it up with me because it's. I can sense it dying. And by sense it dying, I mean it's really dim in here all of a sudden. So I'm going to start <laughs> the topic and then I'll disappear to grab the light. Right. Um, so YouTube accidentally banned one of their own YouTube channels called Citizen Tube. It's a YouTube channel that hasn't had a video put on it in the last five years. <laughs> Uh, it's now back again, which is nice. Citizen Tube was designed as a YouTube channel um, for uh, views in countries with less freedom of speech. Um, mm. Things like uh, Syrian activist accounts um, from things happening in Aleppo and things like that, right? This isn't stuff that was designed to gain a bunch of views it was stuff that was informing you of what was happening around the world mm. um now probably because of the fact that youtube's algorithm was designed to <laughs> like i can't believe i'm about to say this but youtube's algorithm was designed to make sure things are advertiser friendly and you know it, it broke its own rules <laughs> so many times <laughs> but it banned itself it sounds uh. about right to be honest like I'm I'm honestly not surprised that YouTube has done it to themselves because hopefully this is going to highlight how how stupid that their algorithm is. Hopefully this is going to be like, okay, hang on a minute, we 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 actually banned ourselves this time. We didn't think it was possible, but we did it. You know, it's like it's it's the kind of thing. It's almost laughable because they sit there and they protest that it's okay so much they're like no it's fine guys it's working like we're just getting out some kinks and then they go and ban their own channel <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like hmm just working out some kinks youtube yeah okay <laughs> I see, by the I way see. a quick answer for daniel in chat free 
Oh god, I was trying to find my panda hat, that's what I was trying to find. That's why I was digging oh, around in my wardrobe. The exact sentence that was given was, this account has been terminated due to multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy against spam, deceptive practices, and misleading content on the terms of service violations. So, wow, I, I really said that. That came out really well. I, I was, was expecting good. to at least stumble at least on one of its words. <laughs> so, yeah, and interestingly, uh, I hadn't realised this because I didn't really take a look at it properly, um, but Android Police has mentioned that it looks like it's been hacked. Um... Oh, the channel? Yeah, it looks like that was the reason it went down. Um, oh, okay. Either way, it's still hilarious. Um, mm. Give me two. Well, there's... Hmm. There's a two. Um, so this is the... Let me stick this in. So, I'm having a nose through the terms of service, actually. Just as you mentioned that it was like, oh, you broke the terms of service. But if it's got hacked, then it's kind of irrelevant. But I'm having so a look. So here's the thing. I, these like, titles look a bit mm. seem a bit dodgy to me. So it looks it looks like yeah. it's been hacked after the fact, as opposed to hacked and then taken down. Mm. Um, what I will actually, you know, what will fix this if we go into the Internet Time Machine. I think it's just called archive.org. Yeah, it is. So if I show you guys, if I show the stream the screen, uh, I want that one so you can see. We go to the profile and hit browse history. Something, it just looks a bit off to me. Like, reading the names. Uh, let's go back to 2013. Yeah. Of the playlists. Just read weirdly to me. I mean... See, the thing is, a couple of them I can... Uh, I'm looking... So one of the terms of service uh, contains material that is unlawful to you or poses in the country or would be unlawful to YouTube or poses connection with X. So essentially it's like, don't post anything that could get you or whatever you are being in trouble. But then yeah. I'm looking at some of these playlist titles and I'm like, yeah, some titles... of it looks like pretty sensitive stuff. Like, This isn't very advertiser friendly. No, it's not. Like, it's it's definitely. I'll be right back. I'm going to grab like, a little battery. So you guys um, lead the conversation. Especially right where it's like a couple of them are like, okay, so one of them is UK hit with more heavy snow. Like, okay, that's yeah. that's fine. Well, I, and I then the, the next well, is the, like the... violent flares in Egypt over death sentence verdict, and it's like, okay. I, <laughs> I think the know. the front the home page of the channel kind of says it all really about how it's went a bit too unadvertiser friendly it's kind of yeah. a, sort of like the the hard-hitting journalism um which mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's great sometimes but of course the first one's body of slain tunisian opposition leader returns home yeah, uh, not... then the then the next playlist called mortal lands behind child as she sings after rally I mean, the the fact that, of course, Mortal Lands is the too big a deal, but the fact it's about child, adding yeah, the fact she's singing after a rally, it's just like, no. And then the first one is protesting Bangladesh as Jamaat-e-Islami leader sentenced. That is... It's not... The, the fact those are the three <laughs> highlighted playlists on the front yeah. of the channel, that is a little suspect. It's definitely um, not 
I, I think if someone said um, that, like, oh, why the hell is it went down? It must have been hacked. It must be a massive mistake. Then fair enough. Um, if it weren't for these three, if someone said to me, oh, it, uh, it must have been uh, hacked, or there's a genuine reason for it, uh, I think with these three, they they fairly got a point. It doesn't. Yeah. Seem a, it doesn't. Uh, it's not the kind. They're not the kind of videos that I would look at to be informed. They look pretty yeah. intense, to be honest. They look some of the ones that have been brought down over the years. Um, some of the um, problem videos that have been taken down recently, uh, being unadvertiser friendly and all that. It's uh, very much, yeah. What the hell's going on? And it, cramping my neck from holding my neck over to hold this guy on here. But it's like uh, I don't understand how how YouTube do something like this, and they'll they'll ban it, and they'll be like, "Oh no, it's it's definitely not that." And if it was hacked, then you know that's that's not their problem. But like you say, looking at some of these playlists, I'm like, okay, no, it does actually look like some of it violates your own terms of service, which is just especially stupid. when the playlist reads body of slain yeah. Tunisian opposition <laughs> we leader returns home. The, yeah, yeah while she's gone outside the home was just it, it's like that's just either it's been hacked and they've make it, made it as obvious as possible or Google are really breaking their terms of service really. So I went into um, archive.org and looked back. Those, those That title for that pl those playlists have been there since 2013. So those aren't so, yeah. That's oh, definitely. Wow. So these are videos from other people that have been put into playlists on the front page mm -hmm. of the channel. It's also and... worth mentioning that these guys haven't uploaded a video in, since 2012. Yeah. Like this channel hasn't been touched since 2012. Apart well, from adding it these, go, it's, like... it's not necessarily it's going to be detrimental if it does go. If anything, if they just owned up to it and said, "Yeah, okay, we've changed our terms of service. Now our own stuff that we previously thought was okay doesn't agree with it," that may have been better. If they'd have just sort of owned up to that and been like, okay, yeah, we've done some pretty dodgy stuff in the past too, and we've changed our terms of service to make it a little bit user-friendly for everyone, that may have made it a little bit better, because they could uh -huh. have sort of been like, okay, yeah, it, it, this was not the best channel, we've changed it so it's more advertiser-friendly, more user-friendly, and we appreciate that this doesn't fit that anymore. But they have I think, yeah... I think as well the fact that this has come into the news now because it went down and they've mm. actually put it back out themselves because they would have had to um, manually unban it. Yeah. Uh, mm. The fact it's been reviewed by people from YouTube and yet hasn't been taken or hasn't been realised that crap, this is actually against our terms of service. They've actually, um, one of their employees <laughs> has put it back up without changing whatsoever. It's but here's the thing: it's, it's it's a YouTube channel, right? They they mm. it's 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 their service, so technically they can do whatever the hell they want, right? Strictly speaking, mm. yeah. However, and I think the adpocalypse was is what really got it for me is the fact that you know they're clearly doing whatever suits their wallet best. Oh yeah, and it's 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 not in the the thing that gets me is it isn't in the sense that. Let's get as many people to make as much money as possible. They're siding with bigger, you know, talk shows and stuff like that instead of their own content. And sure, that might help mm. in the short run, but I think in the long run, it'll actually be detrimental to them. 
I think though, also they had um, this problem with YouTube with everything being demonetized as well. So you have uh, a lot of the few, a few of the creators that I watch will upload a video and within seconds, because it violates the terms of service, they don't make any revenue or very little revenue from it. And it's like, but they claim to support certain things or they'll claim that this is fine, this is okay, we respect people making videos about this, it's all like, yay, we love videos like this. And then two seconds later, it's demonetized and it's like, but it's not violating terms of service. You've just put back a channel, which evidently does. And now everyone's kind of like, well, what, what is your term of service? If you're just going to backtrack on your own terms of service, then what do we do? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think you've... Benjamin from last week, lover of tech, who was a guest on last week's podcast. He had, this, he had um, a story and I'm not sure if he discussed it on the podcast or if we'd just been talking about pre-show, but you know, he does tech videos right extremely innocuous uh inconspicuous like you know and the video in question was like a camera comparison right so he was filming mm. on two separate phones at the same time and just comparing the cameras that got demonetized it got <laughs> demonetized and then he went to dispute it and youtube mm. has recently put in a thing where you can't dispute their claim until the video gets over a thousand views or whatever it is mm. Which, to me, sounds ridiculous. It is stupid, because I have a couple of friends, especially on the on the um, gaming side of things. Um, on the gaming side of things, there was a couple of people that were playing games, and they would get claimed, not for, the, not for the game, but for like music they were playing in the background. Now, that I can understand. Yeah. But they had licenses for it. And I know a couple of these bigger YouTubers, they do have licenses for the music, and they do it properly, so they have no reason to receive the claim. But they couldn't get it off and they got a copyright strike and they're like well i have a license so, <laughs> so why have i been copyright claimed and it's just this whole mess of youtube just being like eh, you have a claim you have a claim you have a claim you can't do this anymore and it's like what are you doing <laughs> what are well, you doing <laughs> i found it interesting um i think it was um casey nice or something like that uh, after when he got demonetized on some videos the other week yeah, it was casey. he actually said about um people over a certain subscriber level can you at least give them the courtesy of rather than letting um the bot take away the monetization considering how many views and how much money they get through the views in the first day alone uh, at least let an actual person review the thing um so they don't lose because they lose so much money from it just being monetized for the first day yeah. um so f for considering how little people are above uh like two and a half million subscribers or even one million there's quite a few people above one but like two and a half or five yeah um it wouldn't be too much of an issue for them to have someone to review those videos even just the parts that the system thinks is um a bit an issue they could just watch the 10 20 30 second part that the system thinks is an issue and say yes or no and then it would stop the system from pissing a lot of big names off that mm. would if it carries on like this uh, will be looking elsewhere for a possible future oh, uh, because that will be the death of the platform especially with the big names if they leave then I think youtube's dead a lot of the um a lot of the problem is that youtube 
they essentially with any service like this they rely on their creators twitch would be nothing if no one used it youtube yeah. would be nothing if nobody made videos and by doing what they're doing they are stopping people so people do this full-time the people that are most affected by this are the people that do it full-time yeah so they they make money off this they need the average revenue or they can't keep doing what they want to do and in that turn they know they in a way lose a job they lose their sense of income purely because youtube system just isn't working and that's what they're not seeing they're forgetting the creators doing what's best for them at the now but they're forgetting there are hundreds of probably hundreds of thousands of people that create and do this kind of thing well not hundreds of thousands that do it full time maybe maybe within the thousands that do it full time and they're forgetting that they make they make all of their money from that essentially there was a lot of youtubers that i used to watch even like two years ago that made all of their money purely from youtube and ad revenue they made everything from youtube and now they're struggling like they don't have any source of income purely because of how this system has affected them and a lot of them even some of the unpopular ones that people purely watch because they hate them they're struggling because now people people dislike them anyway they're not making ad revenue they don't have a job because they've been doing youtube for five years and now no one's supporting them and they're like well fuck yeah. <laughs> you um... know I've seen some YouTubers because over the past few years, the amount of money that YouTubers get per view has dropped. Um, so I think it was a year or so ago, it dropped again by a substantial amount. And then there was a lot of YouTubers that were smaller, like a hundred, 200 K that were getting a comfortable enough money before, but having to make videos seven days a week and do really good content just to make sure they definitely did get that money because was mm. putting a lot of money into their content. Then suddenly they were really struggling because they just weren't getting the money from it. And this time, though they're technically, they're not lowering the amount of money you're getting per views, they're suddenly making um, an issue where you're just not getting any money from any views because that you're just not allowing mm. it to be demonetized. And it is screwing up so many people. Um, and... The, the full-time YouTubers are the... Yeah, there's lots of channels on YouTube that aren't full-time people and making great content and all that. But the full-time YouTubers are the big um, viewers uh, viewership um, channels for YouTube because they're making videos daily. Then after making the best content, it's the most regular, getting the most views in. Um, and it is what YouTube is all about, really. Mm. Um and if they carry on paying them off and making it so hard for them to make a living and means less and less people are getting their living um, from YouTube and they're, they're going elsewhere, they're not going to be yeah. doing it whatsoever or whatever. I um, think it's, it's, it's the dawning of the streaming site now. Yeah, that's why so many because, people can't Twitch now. Yeah, it's the dawning of the streaming site because I'm not saying this is where the money is you have a better chance of making money off of being a small youtube channel than you do being a small twitch streamer i can say that from experience <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's um twitch it's it's diff it's i would say youtube is more difficult to start in still getting somewhere yeah. with youtube is still very difficult but Twitch is Twitch, easier to start with. It's easier to start with, yeah, but then you have to get that initial build-up, which is quite difficult. That's where the, the, the balance of them is. YouTube is difficult to get started, but once you get the ball rolling and people start noticing you and subscribing to you, people come back and watch the videos because they can whenever. I don't but, know. I, I find with smaller YouTubers, of course, they've got a... 
they've got to keep up with that. And I, I know I'm subscribed to a bunch of smaller YouTubers, and when mm-hmm. they upload video, I don't even notice because. A lot, <laughs> I mean, if you're subscribing, uh, if you're uploading daily, then I might see enough videos and of course keep coming mm-hmm. back. Um, but I think to find content on Twitch is so much easier. Oh. It's so much easier to follow someone and just see when they're streaming. Um, I think to deal with Twitch is a hell of a lot easier um, to get support. Like if you do have an issue with something, uh, something being flagged or complained at, whatever it's so much easier it's, to speak to Twitch out. about yeah. it. You will get it sorted and you'll get it sorted by a people um, a lot of the time whereas of course, yeah. YouTube you're always um, just conversing so with a bot to... basically. Yeah, I think that's um, that's that's where the problem is because Twitch is a very, I think Twitch is more personal because if you want to watch somebody play a game, you go to YouTube. If you want to talk to somebody, you come to Twitch. I think that's where the, the, the difference is. I think because Twitch has built its foundation essentially on talking to people, so they have to their 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 service has to be talking to people. If you're going to be on a site that you broadcast yourself communicating and doing things for people, your community service and your support service needs to be the same. Otherwise, people are going to be like, "What the fuck, man? I don't want to get reference to a bot." Like, mm. I know you have staff. <laughs> Let me talk to them. You know, whereas mm. YouTube is kind of like, okay, people can watch your videos whenever. Like, I can go on a YouTube channel right now and watch a video that was uploaded, like, six years ago. Mm. You can't necessarily do that with Twitch. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you I, can. You can but, get on the on-demand, but who really watches yeah, a two-hour on-demand while yeah, you can't No, no one does. Like, I mean... I, a couple of people do. If you if you can if you if you've got highlights, yeah, Twitch's highlight system is great because mm. it's kind of like mini YouTube videos. But YouTube have this problem now where they're not. I don't think they're keeping up with what's happening with Twitch and Mixer and Periscope and all of these other live services. They're just mm. not keeping up. YouTube gaming because everybody's like YouTube's in a state. Nobody wants anything to do with YouTube gaming. Yeah, some people you know? <laughs> purely stream on YouTube gaming only because they've got the following on YouTube. Yeah, I know one of the um, people that I follow, um, AJ Free FIFA, or AJ Free now, uh, Andy Castell, he is a million or so subscribers on YouTube, and he would far prefer to stream on Twitch. The only issue he has is all of his following is on YouTube, so to then get enough of that following over to Twitch, it just... Too they much, need to do what um, we're doing. We need to, he needs to cast simultaneously to both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the thing is also I think another another interesting thing should you mention like cross like sort of transitioning from platform to platform. It's easier to go from Twitch to YouTube and not the other way around. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you said, if you have a following on YouTube, those people are following you because they're active on YouTube. They expect you to be on YouTube. They don't expect it to be live, but they know when you're going to upload essentially. Uh, going from going from YouTube Twitch to YouTube is a bit different because you can just be like, okay, so I did a stream today. They may be a highlight video at X time, but you they know they've always got some form of content on your Twitch. So your YouTube's only going to kind of be there if they miss something. Yeah, but going from I've, one, it's, it's yeah. difficult. I think someone supporting themselves on Twitch is a lot easier in that case as well. But the whole system that Twitch has for supporting the streamers is just um, so much easier because they they've made it 
they, they've realized that as a platform it is nothing without its creators so mm-hmm. they've they've made it easier for the creators to do what they want to do um and youtube's just stopped doing that um yeah, made it more difficult in a sense yeah i mean they, they they added things like the cheers and you get the money f- or most of the money from the cheers i think it is 50, it's um uh for, for affiliate it's 50 50 on everything and for, i think yeah. the percentage is oh it's higher for partner obviously i think it's like 60 40 for partner but yeah. for affiliate it's 50 50 with everything but yeah like you say there are other things you don't just exclusively make money from ad revenue on twitch yeah so that's i think that's that's better in a way i yeah, hate one that cuts us short um and paul maybe you have one <laughs> last point you want to make however yeah. we have been live for like an hour and 40 minutes so I think if you have one more point you want to make, Paul, you can, but we're going to wrap it after that. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say that um, the whole idea with with uh, YouTube it is you're fully supporting yourself on ad revenue unless you make an external donation source, and it's not easy to do that. Uh, they finally added the donation thing with the streams, um, but of course Twitch has always been a case of you can subscribe with money, uh, to support them you can of course do the donations but now you can of course do the cheers to support them um and it's just making it so much easier to do as a job and yeah it's a very different content creation platform in how the content is created how much time you put into just recording it of course you don't have the editing afterwards you know, most of the time but it's just youtube need to stop thinking about their wallets and start mm-hmm. thinking about the fact their wallets are going to be screwed in a year or two time if they don't start thinking about the people putting the money into their wallets so or allowing on that money note, to be put in there on that note a huge thank you to both paul and emily for being on so mm. going from left to right paul where's the best place for people to find you go well if you wish to find me and my team of pandas <laughs> why do you have so many pandas yeah. <laughs> okay so if you wish to find the the four of us, uh, then yeah. you can go to snpy.tech slash Paul. It's basically at this point a link to my Twitter where I'm very active. So if you want to message me in about something, then you can. Uh, they're all going to be chucked onto the floor uh, and I'll get back to you pretty quickly. I do tweet some awesome stuff at people. I have quite often having conversations with them too. Um and occasionally we have I'm the worst conversations stuff. ever. Like they're just so yeah, bad. Yeah, usually wanna... brands, but they're really funny. So. <laughs> and then, secondly, Emily, where's the best place to find you? Uh, the best place to find me is probably also my Twitter, which is at Professor X. Or if you go to snpy.tech/emily, it'll take you to my Twitch page, which I do stream things on. If you're here from my Twitch, hi. <laughs> So thank you to everyone for joining. This is the first time I've been full screen all show. Look at this. I I intentionally didn't go full screen on mine. I like avoided it all all I could. Um, So I just want to point out, thank you so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed. If you didn't, you were here for like an hour and a half. What the hell? Do find something else. Do it. I don't (laughs) know. Like, honestly, like you you, you listened to this for an hour and a half and didn't enjoy it. There's something wrong there. So... If you did vote, there's good news. You can go to snpy.tech slash YouTube for the YouTube channel, slash Twitter for the Twitter, slash Facebook. And then 
Outside of that, if you want to listen to the audio version of a podcast, it's slash podcast. If you have an Apple device, go to slash iTunes to get the podcast on iTunes. It's also on any podcast aggregator, as long as you type Snappy Tech Podcast, there is an audio version. Shout out to Daniel, because he demanded it in the chat just as I looked down, lucky him. Um, and then just afterwards said JK, so oof, really, really got away with that one. Um, make sure to hit the follow button if you're watching this on Twitch. Make sure to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. As I mentioned, next week it will be pre-recorded so there won't be a Twitch version. So go check it out on YouTube. All the audio-only version that will come out at the same time because it is pre-recorded. We are live every Sunday. Uh, this week it was 8pm. Next week though, and from there on, it will be 5pm GMT. Which is a slightly earlier time in the US and a slightly later time in Eastern Europe. So make sure to do that. Thanks to all of our guests for being on. And ooh, that's trippy. Uh, this is where we call <laughs> it a show for the YouTube portion. I reckon we're going to stay live on Twitch for the next 10 minutes. However, Probably. if you're listening to this on audio ooh. or on YouTube... We will see you next week with the Snapchat podcast. Bye.